0: It's a ghost
1: Hello and welcome all in to the M.O. podcast You're here with me, Contumacious Anne And my lovely host Atreya And today we've got a Spooky Halloween edition for you. We're gonna be covering the Wendigo and Skinwalker Ranch. Uh, These are two basically Native American mythologies, kind of uh, mystical things that have happened. Skinwalker Ranch is about UFOs and stuff, but there's some interesting things that we uh, can be discussing about them. So we'll start with the Wendigo. And the first time that I became aware of the Wendigo was from Stephen King, Pet Cemetery And I'll be honest with you, that is the scariest book I have ever read. And it was just because of the final couple of pages uh, <laughs> in, in which he describes the Wendigo. And literally when I read it, I think I was about 20, must have been 24 uh, and I'd read Stephen King books beforehand, but we had a skylight in our in our bedroom, and literally the way he describes it is this big tree like an ant kind of thing, but with a uh, with a skull for a face with horns and stuff and it was so big that you could see it walking over and I was just looking out of the skylight, going <laughs> I'm going to see this face come walking past <laughs> any minute uh, and and literally I couldn't sleep for hours
0: uh, You should have got blinds
1: <laughs> Yeah, uh, it was oof. but it is and the way he actually describes it is, because I've never seen any pictures, the way he describes it is the way when you look at pictures and you read how it has been described, was exactly what I thought of. Uh, I don't know, obviously that's because he's a great storyteller, but it was just... Oh, it's horrible. But the Wendigo is a... Uh, it's a mythological evil spirit of Canadian North American native Indians, so it's mostly in the northwest indians in the the icy the the cold kind of areas uh and it's a cannibalistic malevolent beast so it's not a nice thing really
0: well i mean is anything that eats other people
1: <laughs> well exactly exactly that's the thing it, it, it the thing is with it it would kind of manifest itself and the stories that they told were around the time of famines uh, and when food was hard to come by. Uh, It was kind of seen as an embodiment of greed and excess and self-destruction so basically if you haven't stocked up, if you'd had too much food during the summer, if you've not stocked up for the winter, then that was kind of your excess you've kind of brought on yourself kind of thing Uh, so what it would do it lived it lived in the woods in in barren places and it would get hunters and people that wandered off from a group or such things like that it could mimic human voices and lead people astray Uh, it it actually can possess people so whether it was an actual thing or whether it was the thought of the thing is kind of in debate because there is a thing called the wendigo psychosis which is uh, a kind of a cultural psychosis and i'll talk a little bit about that later uh but it it turned them into these wendigos which were which just kind of went Mental and killed all the people around them, and and cannibalised them basically, Uh, which which is which is really horrible. But that being said, I actually found out that human fat was kind of a delicacy up until seventeen fifty. (laughs) What? Yes, this is this is so like I just. Came across this. Uh, Francis Drake and Charles II quite fans were fans of having a uh, a mug of human fat every now and then.
0: Ew. Yes,
1: it it kind of did wonders for the uh, the vim and vigor of them. Apparently.
0: Wow, you know them like cosmetic surgery programs where they have people have liposuction and they show what comes out of the tubes and it's just this like porridge like fat like. Oh yeah, just warm it up and have a. It's, like a bovril,
1: yeah. Basically, <laughs> it, yeah. It was basically bovril of the type. <laughs>
0: That's minging.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, human meat has never actually been traded or used by any actual cannibalism hasn't actually been used by any people that we know of as a, a major thing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Whereas hunting, foraging is is kind of a known thing, but cannibalism was never used. It's it's kind of more used as a power move over opponents. So, like, you devour your opponent's heart in the middle of battle or you eat parts of a fallen warrior to gain his strength and his spirit, but it's never like, right, grand's dead, throw on the barbecue kind of thing.
0: Yeah. But it would never work in a battle anyway, because then you'd be eating your own soldiers. That kind of defeats the point, doesn't it?
1: Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so it, it it it's it's cannibalism is, is is it's kind of a I'm not going to say a niche thing, but it's it's a very <laughs> it, it's not a thing that any kind of even even the Incas do you, do you know that that had human sacrifices and mm. and such they never actually full in add a meal, a human a day kind of thing keeps a doctor away. They, they, they it's no kind of, uh, peoples have ever kind of done that. So it is a little bit of a frowned upon thing. But then again, is eating placenta cannibalism?
0: Oh, dear Lord. I mean, I don't, I, I just couldn't.
1: The, I mean, I, I don't think I know anyone that's actually done it, but obviously it, it is done And is that not considered cannibalism? One of the first major cases, and and, and when the Wendigo came to the public's knowledge, I suppose, was a... uh case involving Swift Runner, who was part of the Cree Nation. He, he, this was actually the first legal hanging in in Alberta, in Canada. He was a likable chap. He worked with the uh, Royal Canadian Mounties. Uh, He was a local hunter. He seemed nice, he was well known, he was kind of affable. And then he, the whiskey got him, unfortunately. He was said to be fearsome when he was in his cups. so fearsome that he was actually sacked from the Mounties and his own tribe kicked him out because he was just going around causing so so much trouble and it lasted for days. Apparently, he just wouldn't stop until all the bottles around him were empty.
0: But he did get some good trainers named after him, though. I googled his name and it came up with like a pair of Nikes or something like that. Oh,
1: decent. Oh.
0: Yeah, they're called Swift Runners. <laughs> I was like, this isn't what I need to look for. <laughs> but now I'm here.
1: Uh, <laughs> it's God old. God, him, him, him and Ed Gein, I tell you. God.
0: I, well, him, Ed Gein, Ted Bundy, they were all likeable characters. That says absolutely nout.
1: Yeah, indeed. It doesn't matter what what you do. Uh, yeah. Like We've all got a public face, haven't we, and a private face, mm-hmm. I suppose. He was kicked out by his tribe, so he had to go and relocate, basically. So he took him himself and his family into the woods to live and this was just before winter set in which what a time and then no one heard from him and then six eight months later he only he came out of the forest he went to the local catholic mission because obviously he'd he was bereft because all his family had died. Apparently I explained to him how his family had died of starvation and he was he was so upset and he, he didn't know what to do. Uh, but the pr- priests got a little, little, little bit sus when they had a look at him and went, starvation, you say? <laughs> but you're a bit full in the cheeks, Who's on aren't that you? Hi- side. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to say he had lockdown weight on him, but... <laughs> yeah he had a bit of substance to him so they gave him the benefit of the doubt the doubt gave him a, a bit of pla- a place to rest and uh, he was having uh, nightmares and he was screaming himself awake he was he was having these terrible nightmares so the priests were getting a bit a bit suspicious of him and then one day he uh, he tried to lead a group of children off into the forest. And they went, whoa, what are you doing? That's They're, they're our children. Uh, <laughs> that's what we do. Uh, don't be getting in on our racket. So they reported him to the police. And the police came out and said, okay, right, you're not being honest with us. So there's a little bit of back and forth and no one actually knows what goes on but eventually after questioning he led them to the camp in the forest and there was just bones everywhere uh, broken bones that were hollow which basically meant the marrow had been sucked out of it and if you've got a dog you know what that looks like, it's horrible mm-hmm. uh, yeah. if you've ever opened a, a dog food Tin of dog food or cat food or like jelly. Mhm. Yep. Right.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, he was living on that. Uh, there was a there was a pot of human fat as well. So delicacy. He was like, if it's good enough for Francis Drake, it's good enough for me. I tell you, uh, <laughs> he
0: should have sold it. Yeah. <laughs> Made a bomb. Bought some real food.
1: But the thing is, as well. He wasn't that far away from emergency... There was 25 miles away from emergency supplies. So it wasn't the fact that he was going hungry. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't that... It wasn't the fact that there was no food around. He was an experienced hunter. He, he knew the forest. He, he was a guide for the mountains in, in the forest. So when any, any, anyone ever went missing, they called on him. And he took them around the forests. So it wasn't because he was uh, inept at, at hunting, tracking, or anything like that. It was just because, basically, he said the Wendigo had got hold of him. And uh, his eldest son had died for whatever reason. I don't know why. I didn't, I didn't find the reason as to why. Uh but the wendigo had got him when he was down and distraught and he went on a killing spree and killed and ate all his family he did actually say that his mother wasn't the nicest to eat as she uh her meat was tough which is yeah it's a bit ming in that but uh another
0: with mommy issues
1: yeah yeah Bet yeah, her first uh, <laughs> screamed at red for a bit, uh, <laughs> but yeah. So so basically, the police arrested him. Uh, he was he was tried by a jury that included Cree speakers and quote marks half breeds. So it, half breeds. That's what it said. So I think. Uh, uh, what's a what's a nice way to like? Their parents were. White person and Native Americans. That's oh, okay. that's 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 kind of what they called half-breeds, uh, which is horrible. Wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and he was he was sentenced to hang, and the elders from the tribe that he was dismissed from, they actually said they they agreed with the ruling uh, because. This is this was one of the sticking points because this was something that they'd never come across, especially when it's to do with uh, the Wendigo and uh, Native American belief systems and such. Obviously, white people don't know anything about that, and they just go about their own law. But the the actual elders said no; it's a correct ruling. He does need to hang. Uh, But the thing is, as well, he had actually he did have history about cannibalism because he'd, at his hunting partner, uh, years earlier
0: Wow when he
1: was close to starvation, yeah so
0: I, I, and they didn't go, you've done this before haven't you, we should have seen it coming did his what? was he married by this point? I, I think like,
1: I think this came out at the trial that, because, because what he actually said, he actually said after all the, uh when, when he was asked at the trial, do you have anything to say? He said, no, I did it. I think I think it just got to a point of where he just went, you know what? I did it. And by the way, a few years ago, when I said, Joe, that I went hunting with, when I said he he fell off that cliff, well, he didn't. He, he fell into my belly.
0: Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is not just a... A sudden fit of madness. This is not a psychosis, and this is not some a a Wendigo possessing you. This is just outright... He's just nuts.
1: Yeah, he's he's just... Maybe, maybe, maybe... I mean, I'm not... I'm not making excuses for him. Uh, This was a horrific kind of murder. He murdered six people, uh, including his young children. But because... He was shunned by his tribe and by the, the community. Maybe it was alcohol withdrawal. Uh, that caused him. His eldest son did actually die through. It wasn't related to anything, so he, he was very distraught with that apparently. Uh, and maybe the alcohol withdrawal, and he just couldn't get a drink, and he just went, "Oh, you know what? Fuck it." I mean, that's no excuse, obviously. You're
0: right. It is no excuse. There's been times when I've been out of wine, and I've had to go for like upwards of like three days with no wine, and it's never once occurred to me I could probably, I could probably eat Dave. Yeah. He's got belly button fluff and toe jam and all sorts. I'm not going to no. know.
1: Maybe he was just lazy and he couldn't be arsed hunting and he thought, you know what, if I kill all these, Lord, I could just live off them for, this, for the winter and not move. And, and, and what happened during his hanging, uh, He ha- it was delayed by two hours because uh, the, the locals burnt the actual drop. So they had to make another drop for him. And while it, they were there, the priest asked him, did he want to... Uh, did he want to say anything to god and he said no the the white man has done nothing for me so i don't think he's got to do anything for me
0: oh right okay
1: yeah, I, was like, I don't i don't blame you mate yeah uh,
0: Wow, I mean, surprised he wasn't struck, but struck down by lightning there and then. I
1: know uh, he did. He did actually offer to uh, do himself in with a hatchet. I don't know how it would have worked, but he said, "I can do myself in with a hatchet if you want to save the hangman a job," because the hangman were, got paid fifty dollars because he was just a uh, just just a random veteran who'd, who'd, fought, who'd fought in the war because they didn't have a hangman because it's the first legal hanging. <laughs> So it was... and, this
0: guy, and this guy was just like, give me a hatchet and I'll cut my own head off.
1: Yeah. That's so, quite a skill. Yeah. Uh, but So basically that was kind of when the Wendigo came into the, the, the white man conscious, uh, let's say. So that was that swift runner. And then there, there are Wendigo hunters. So there's a story of a Jack Fiddler. Oh, I'm gonna butcher this, and I do apologize to anyone listening. But I really, really love Native American uh, people's names, and it's Zao Unu Gizagu Gabau, which means he who stands in the southern sun. Oh,
0: that's nice. I
1: know. I really like that. Uh, he <laughs> was name he, then. <laughs> yeah, he was a uh, shaman and a Wendigo hunter, and. He was born in 1840-ish, either early eight, uh, late 1830s or early 1840s. And just to put how far he lived, how secluded this tribe was, the first missionary to visit the camp was in 1899, so like 50 years after he'd been born. That's how isolated this tribe was and how little Western influence it had had and this it, it kind of has a massive bearing because this case is what was put the nail in the coffin for the first nation indians and the, and the the tribal people because they would they worked on their own kind of laws and beliefs and because they not come across western influences they didn't know i'm not going to say didn't know any better but they didn't Adhere to laws that the white man had done. So, mm-hmm. basically, he, he, Jack worked. He had dealings with traders and trading companies, and he was well known and he was respect respected by other tribes. Uh, they'd other tribes around the area would send delegations to him. He was that well respected. Uh, he was he was a great healer. Uh, he'd go out uh, to other tribes as well to heal people. Uh, But then in 1906, the Mounties got wind of, quote marks, a bag of pagan Indians who are in the habit of killing one another whenever one gets delirious through fever or other causes. So the Mounties were like, okay, they're just killing each other. Savages. Just a bunch of (laughs) nusses. Heathens. Uh. But in 1907, Jack and his brother Joseph, who's real, who's real name was uh were arrested for the murder of Joseph's daughter-in-law uh, who was claimed to be turning into a Wendigo uh, and just so, when Jack was arrested what he said was I did not know what I was doing was wrong and if I would have known I would not have known done the deed so they, they were living to their own kind of values... Not values, but their own beliefs and their own systems... That they've been living to for hundreds and hundreds of years. So they didn't think it was wrong. But basically what they would do... Is because this... this the Wendigo is so... Ingrained into these, these people's lives... If people were acting strange... Especially in a time of fam- famine... Uh, they, their family would consider them possessed, and they'd call upon Jack to come and euthanize them before the Wendigo could become full blown and start killing people and eating people. So basically, what happened was they brought the daughter-in-law was brought to Jack, and she was having fits and she was screaming, and she had to be held down by two people. Uh, the next day she calmed down but she was still thought to be possessed and she was choked by Jack and Joseph with a piece of string when when I seen it was uh, they, she, she was choked by a piece of string I was like how, what, they got her to swallow a piece of string uh, but they kind of garroted her with a piece of string because apparently uh,
0: that's how weird does your brain work that you thought that they made a like swallow string. Cause he said choked. I was like, yeah, they strang- Yeah, like strangling her choked.
1: Why don't you say strangled her with a piece of string? <laughs> Surely that's the correct anyway.
0: Uh
1: but apparently Eat the-
0: this string, bitch! Eat it! <laughs>
1: yeah, come on, swallow it. And then keep it in your throat.
0: <laughs> You'd be crazy,
1: Aunt. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I need to do more research, maybe that's what it is. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, so uh, that, because the Wendigo could could only be harmed by certain things, so you, it's not as simple as like kind of like I don't I don't I think it can only be affected by steel or cotton, as it turns out. But there's there's certain what? things that don't harm it. Uh, and if anyone's wondering, apparently it uh, it could go toe to toe with the Incredible Hulk. Is something that I found out. Uh, is that's how strong it is? In case you're wondering, which I know a lot of people out there are. Uh, so hey,
0: okay, skinny people be strong.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Can confirm.
1: So, uh, basically, so they were arrested and they were put on trial. Now, the trial, it was it was a little bit of a farce because they were advised against having counsel, uh, Jack and Joseph. They were advised against it. And the only person familiar with a their, with their tribe and their tribal ways was there as a translator, and they weren't actually asked to speak or requested to speak at the trial. So, obviously, in, if you're looking at this as someone who's with Western perception and Western beliefs, you're just thinking this is a case of murder, how could they kill their own daughter in law? Uh, it's terrible. But obviously, they, they, they didn't know what they were doing was wrong. They thought they were just euthanising someone that was turning into an evil spirit. Uh, so they were both sentenced to hang for murder, uh, and which is really bizarre because Jack was eighty-seven by this point. Wow. Yeah. So they weren't spring chickens by any stretch of the imagination. But they had, they had this big show trial. Uh, And basically, they were both sentenced to hang for murder. But while they were on remand waiting for murder, Jack kind of walked off from his supervisor and went out into the woods, hung himself. And Joseph died on the 1st of September in 1909, three days before his conviction was overturned uh, because they were advocating that... They did something bad, but they didn't realise what had happened. Uh, and then very shortly after they died, the his actual tribe was moved onto a reservation from their actual land where they were living, and then the government took hold of that land. So this I think this is a really it's a really sad case, and it's kind of like okay maybe you don't actually understand what's going on as with your Western. Influences in your Western mind, but it was basically a power grab by the government just to try and get their land, and they saw an opportunity that they were killing each other. No, they have to be watched. Uh, and, uh, and it's really sad, and this is where kind of the Wendigo psychosis came from, which some psychologists believe in, some, some psychologists don't. It's basically a cultural bound syndrome which is kind of the fear of becoming a cannibal or craving of human flesh. Uh, And the people that have been claimed to be a Wendigo, uh, the people that were brought before Jack, did have actual mental health issues like the daughter-in-law she was having fits and screaming maybe that's related to something in her mind, do you know, maybe it's schizophrenia, maybe she's epileptic, but because it's they've never seen that. They just assume it's kind of that thing, you know. And there is a passage uh, from uh, a French, from a French trapper who actually, who actually, maybe not a French. Tra- I can't remember if it was a French trapper or a French psychologist, but someone in Canada who was actually looking at the Wendigo cases, and what they said was, the onset is withdrawal into melancholy. Uh, The person lies inert, said to be brooding over the possibilities of cannibalism, wanting to eat men and yet afraid. His family around him look to him like luscious beavers heavy with fat. Just kind of sounds like
0: depression, doesn't it? Lockdown depression, that.
1: Yeah, exactly. He neither sleeps (laughs) nor eats and seems insensible to, to all about. The next stage is that of violence which may follow almost immediately or only after a considerable period. So it, it is kind of depression, schizophrenia, g- g- yeah. with bi- bipolar kind of thing. It, it's it's it does seem a lot of uh, mental health issues with with that, rather than them actually turning into a spirit.
0: Yeah, because from like a Western perspective, when I read the Wendigo stories, um, that like. I read the stories about people kind of being possessed by an evil spirit and turning into a wendigo. But I also read stories where they were saying that um, people who turned into cannibals would turn into a a wendigo. Like, you would be fine until you ate another person and then you would turn into a wendigo. Um, And I just kind of thought of it as like, you know, those... Stories with morals like, "Oh, don't eat people because you'll turn into a monster." Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, that kind of thing. But like an Aesop's fable, Native...
1: kind of thing.
0: Yeah, but obviously, in the Native American like frame of mind, that's it's a real thing. It's not a case of it's not a moral of a story. It's not a. It's not just a fairy tale. This is a real thing. You, you will turn into a wendigo if you come into contact with this evil spirit.
1: Exactly. And with it being, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure as well that there, there is probably a, uh, a Western kind of thing. This kind of thing happened in the Middle Ages, maybe. Uh, like, with... Uh, there, there's kind of a, a Western kind of philosophy to it as well because in the Middle Ages, I'm pretty sure that... If you eat the flesh of something like the the stories, the werewolf in Germany. Uh, I'm pretty sure if you eat the flesh of another person, you turn into something. Do you know what I mean? There, there are kind of stories throughout history about uh, about being a f- that happening. You'll turn into a monster. Uh, yeah. But they just. It was ingrained into them as as their belief system, rather than mm-hmm. a finger wagging, "Don't do that" or "It'll happen" kind of thing. It was one of their beliefs.
0: Mhm.
1: Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So I mean, they're they're the two that I came across the most notable two. Uh, did you did you find out anything other?
0: Well, the the uh, introductions I had to Wendigo were uh, through grim and supernatural the tv series so um that the kind of um background that i was aware of was what i was saying earlier about how if you turn into a cannibal you turn into a wendigo kind of thing um and you can be killed by silver and fire um And that the, it's the, see, what I, the the description that you gave, which is Stephen King's description, sounds more to me like a skinwalker because the descriptions I've read of the wendigos are like tall, gaunt, pale, sunken eyes, like emaciated, humanoid kind of things that are so... They're so thin and starving, basically, but they're always ravenous.
1: Yeah, they can not kind of sate their hunger. That's that's why they're always wandering and trying to find new flesh.
0: Yes, they're always starving. Um, Whereas when I read the description of the skinwalker, it sounded kind of the same, like um, wearing the skull of an animal and kind of being more like a... is it a leshen? You know, out of the witcher. Oh yes,
1: yeah, yeah, a leshen. Like yeah. that,
0: that kind of deal. Um, whereas the wendigo was more humanoid than skull kind of thing. But clearly, there is a distinct difference between a skinwalker and a wendigo.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, this probably segues was really great into skinwalker ranch. Uh, for, for me, a skinwalker is like a, a shapeshifter. Uh, yeah. And I don't know, have you ever heard of the Dogman? Uh,
0: the Michigan Dogman?
1: Yes. Well, apparently this it's a story that kind of goes hand in hand with the Bigfoot. Uh, yes. So, so for me, my kind of thinking on a skinwalker is a dogman uh, because uh, a skinwalker is... Basically, it's a it's a term for a shapeshifter in the in Navajo legend, mm. and it's associated with the cunning animals, so like a coyote or a a wolf kind of thing. And yeah. for me, that's that's kind of what a, a skinwalker. When I think a skinwalker, that's that's the kind of vision I get in my in my mind of it. Uh, but Skinwalker Ranch, which is in Utah, it's the Uinta, y- no, Untar Basin. Excuse me.
0: Uinta <laughs> Basin.
1: Yeah, in Utah, uh, and there's a whole lot of stuff that's been going on there.
0: There is. Um, it was, you know, it was originally, obviously, same as everywhere in America before we stole it, um, it was, it belonged to the Utes and the Navajo tribes. And they kind of got on at first. They were, you know, team up to, you know, battle the evil Mexicans and the Brits and things like that. And then, uh, and then the Utes kind of thought, huh, what about if we kidnapped Navajo people and sold them as slaves? Think of the money we could make. So that's what they started doing. And, uh, naturally the Utes were a bit pissed off. Um sorry, the Navajo were a bit pissed off. And uh, the Utes, um, yeah, they got a curse cast on them by the Navajo tribe. And uh, the Navajos cursed the Utes with uh, being basically stalked by a skinwalker if they uh, stepped foot on this particular patch of land, which now is the 500 acres of Skinwalker Ranch. And actually, allegedly to this day, the Ute tribes are forbidden, tribe members are forbidden to step foot on this land. So um, the Ute tribes kind of took over it. They, 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 they kind of um, made an encampment there in around 1880. And uh, by 1906, people around the Uintar Basin started reporting underground rumblings explosions and like the sound of machinery. Uh, but that didn't stop people moving in. Uh, in in 1905, John and Emma Myers, they moved in and they built a, built a homestead. I actually believe it's still on the ranch now, although it's, you know, like a bit of a ruin. Um, and then the Locke family, so it was pretty of a pretty busy, busy ranch, really. The Locke family, they moved into the west side. Now, the only weird... <laughs> The only weird things these families actually ever reported, and I don't know whether maybe it's a sign of the times, like it just wasn't the done thing to report weird things happening on your house. Um, but the Locke family said they were visited by a stranger in... <laughs> and the description that I read made it sound like a, a jazzy blue onesie. Okay. <laughs> they were visited by this guy in a, in a sparkly one-piece outfit who asked them for a glass of water and told them on no uncertain terms you do not dig on this land and then disappeared apparently nobody thought to ask him any questions (laughs) um (laughs) and then he turned up again in 1915 same story same guy same outfit clearly he loved that outfit asked for a glass of water told them not to dig on the land and then nothing till 1930. 1930 was the first cattle mutilation um, and then Kenneth and Edith Myers moved onto the east side of the ranch in 1934 and I'm kind of of the impression that maybe they or their relatives were the people that sold the Shermans the ranch because I don't have any information of anybody else moving in between then and the Shermans. Only that between 19, the 1950s and the 1980s, there was a surge of UFO sightings and cattle mutilations like you wouldn't believe. Hmm. However, in the 1950s, that's when popular culture started bringing out the alien movies and spaceships were a thing, weren't they? So that might have hyped everyone up
1: yeah indeed when was uh, area 51 that was 50 the the 50s yeah yeah that was that was then and it started becoming into more mainstream well not mainstream but it was it sold papers and i mean i I wouldn't be surprised if tabloids started arriving on the scene as uh, like national enquirer and the sun you know the yeah. Daily Star kind of thing. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they started having a bit appearing in the fifties as well with terrible tabloid journalism just to sell papers yeah, and whatnot. Uh, yeah. But yeah, there's the excuse me the uh, <clears> this <throat> they've been going on since the fifties up until let's say modern day. Uh, but the main one was the Shermans, wasn't it? That uh, they were there for eighteen months, maybe two years.
0: Yeah, and between nineteen ninety four and ninety six, um, they really should have kind of had a bit of an inkling when they they bought it for such a steal.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. It was it's it's how big uh, five hundred acres. Yeah, and they they. They got it for next to nothing, really. Yeah. Uh, and it's so so what the things the things that happened to them. I think they lost twenty per cent of their cattle while they yeah. were there, either through mutilations or just disappearance. Uh yeah. and even if you're going and saying, Okay, they're in the middle of nowhere, uh, it's a ranch there are animals out there that are going to eat it. I mean, I don't think there's that many packs of wolves and stuff that are going to amount to... And 500 acres, how many heads of cattle are you going to have on there? And 20% of it?
0: Yeah, you can't, and you can't keep an eye on all of that land as well. I know they had, they had guard dogs. Actually, when the Shermans first rocked up to the uh, homestead, I mean, apart from the really weird clause they had to sign when they bought the land, which was... Uh, that they were not permitted under any circumstances to dig on the land without the prior permission of the previous owners. It's like, I'd be like, why? <laughs> Who did you bury? It's proper shifty. It's, really, it's,
1: it? it is something super weird.
0: hmm And then when they rocked up at the homestead, the homestead allegedly had deadbolts on all the doors and windows. Every single door and window. And it's like, you're in the middle of nowhere.
1: Yeah, there was some, some doors had inside and out, didn't they?
0: Yes. That that would easily, to me, I'd be like, okay, so a serial killer clearly lives nearby, let's not buy this land anymore.
1: Yeah. Uh, there was a lot of red flags over... There was.
0: Over there. Really this.
1: Was. Uh, I mean, they, they like you say cattle mutilations, there was an instance where... A wolf attacked uh, one of their cattle in the field and it was shot with a 12-bore and it still didn't let go. It seemed to be uninjured.
0: You know what? That is on my I don't can buy it list that I've written down on my notes, right? Yeah. Because, okay, so the, the wolf that they described was like the size of a dire wolf, which, by the way, has been extinct for 10,000 years. Hmm. And, okay, so say you're with your, like, your wife and your two kids, and I think it, I think Terry's dad was there. So you're there with your your family, your young family, and this huge monster of a wolf just kind of rocks up on your land. The last thing that I would think to do, or I, I feel like any human being would think to do, is go, Ah, oh, that looks pretty tame. It must be somebody's pet. Let's pat it on the head. Hmm. Which is what they did.
1: Yeah. I don't buy a lot of the stuff. Uh, I mean, the thing it it, it, the Germans were terrorized enough to sell the ranch, 500 acres, in 1996 for
0: Uh, Which even in the 90s was actually all for that amount of land.
1: Yeah, exactly. Especially if you're thinking of a working ranch that encompasses that much, that amount of space, how many animals you could have on there, how much you could make from that. It's just, it's it, it's absolutely nothing. Uh, and they, they, they were basically run off the land. They were that scared, uh, but... I don't know. Did you think they were that scared, or
0: I don't know, because like when it comes to the like the story with the wolf, I'm like I'm just not buying it on a just a normal human basic instinct. I just don't think anyone in their right mind would see a giant wolf in the like on their land in the middle of nowhere, assume that it was tame and it was probably somebody's pet, and then pat it on the head. You'd be running for the hills and locking your doors. You just wouldn't do it. Mm. But. The other things, like um, like the random things that could apparently, there's theories where this could have been put down to like psychosis or like just being out in the middle of nowhere or like radiation poisoning or something. So um, Terry had a, a fence post digger that went missing, and he was a bit pissed off because it was quite expensive. So he went out and bought another one, and then the next day this digger was discovered up a tree. There's no way it could have got there on any level at all. And he was confused. And then Gwen, his wife, she would like come back from the grocery shopping and she would unpack everything in the kitchen and put it all in the cupboards and then leave the room and come back. And everything was back in the shopping bags, all packed up again. And so that's kind of weird. But, um, So they said that eventually they would hear, like, footsteps outside and there would be, like, black, faceless, like, things looking through their windows. And, you know, they'd locked all the doors and everything and and thankfully they had the deadbolts and stuff on the windows. But apparently these things still got in and they would stand at the foot of their beds and watch them at night. So that's pretty terrifying.
1: Yeah. Uh, If it's true. Indeed, that's the thing as well. And with the level of... uh... Truthness, let's say, uh, veracity. They never actually reported this to any of the local police. Uh, yeah, they didn't. Yeah, they they confided in a was it a high school teacher? Yeah. So the police don't have any records of any cattle mutilations they don't have any records of and to be honest with you even for insurance like if 20% of your herd went missing surely there's a way to claim it back
0: yeah especially since I think that there was the cattle themselves because they were such like um special breeds I think they were worth a couple of grand each
1: a bull like I was I was reading a bull uh cost six grand Oof. So there was there was someone in Colorado, I think, who had six of his bulls mutilated, and they cost six grand a piece. So wow! A steer, or even even if it, it, it even if it's for even if it's going in in the grinder, it's gonna be worth at least a grand, fifteen hundred. Even yeah. for insurance purposes, you have got to have them insured because obviously wildlife attacks, uh, illnesses like BSE, you know, mad cow's disease, anything like that. So you're going to have him insured. You need to claim insurance, okay, in this country, to claim insurance, you need a police number, uh, your police number to put on the insurance form. But they never actually reported any of this to the police. They just went to the high school, I don't think he was, but the high school gym coach and went, oof, it's gone crazy over there.
0: (laughs) So come on! Like, what What's... did he think that, that guy was going to do with that information? Uh, like, is that oh, it? Okay.
1: Okay. Cool. Yeah, cheers for that. Uh, apparently, <laughs> apparently, the guy was a uh, a ufologist. Uh, he must have paid his thirty-five quid online and got his, uh, his certificate. <laughs> no, uh, that's
0: demonology, Ant, Get it right. <laughs> I know,
1: but I'm, I'm going to be there one day. I tell you. Uh, and, and but yeah, so. Literally, I know
0: that. I know they're saying like that there was these faceless things breaking into the house and stuff. But if you were that terrified, would you not just ring the police and say someone broke into my house? You don't have to say it was a faceless creature. You could say there's, I don't know, homeless people or what have you in the fields.
1: Yeah, these <laughs> that these that story from. I can't. I can't remember what it is, but it's the basis basics of critters, uh, and there was there was, They were having a party in 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 the middle of nowhere in this barn, not barn, but in this house in the middle of nowhere, and literally halfway through the night, these little creatures start attacking the house and whatnot, and they were shooting at them. And they were scared, and they were saying, oh, there were aliens and everything. And it is the, the, where Critters, the actual film, which is a terrible film, got the basis <laughs> of the movie, because that's how they describe these creatures. Even they rang the police and went, these critter things are attacking us, and it was made into a film. Do you know what yeah, I mean? that's the like, if
0: Goblins, isn't it?
1: If you're being put under 18 months of constant harassment, surely at one point you go, why why them them people with guns and and the loud noise cars why don't we just call them
0: especially since right i was looking at like what the weird occurrences were that happened with them and you know predator the movie and you know the the predator and he goes like invisible like he cloaks himself they were saying that one of them kind of things was like lurking around the farm like just kind of just there like that was not terrifying and then they were saying that portals were opening up on the land where you could like it would be pitch black night and this portal would open up and you could look through it and you would see blue sky on the other side like it was a different world like okay that is terrifying enough to either a seek some kind of psychiatric treatment or b like thing the cops yeah
1: just just even just to verify it, you know. What I mean, like by the time the cops come, it could have all disappeared. But then at least, at least we would not be here going full of shit. They're just full of shit. Uh,
0: like how would they? Like okay, so it was the night. It was 1994, so it was after like Roswell and all the kind of spaceship flying saucers hype. So if you saw something that looked like a cloaked, I mean, it was before. Actually, when was Predator out? Was that the 80s? It was Yeah, that it.
1: was that was 80s early 90s.
0: But mate, okay, so maybe you would have thought, "Shit, that's a real movie." <laughs> or bef- like pre-Predator, if you hadn't seen Predator, you might think, "Ah, okay, maybe there's a secret government testing facility somewhere around here and there's like military cloaking experiments going on here. Maybe I should report it to the authorities to find out if there is experiments going on, and I'm just not crazy and or being stalked by the Predator. Like, just bring someone.
1: Yeah. So, so yeah. The, it, But as well, the thing is as well is Utah is where it is. The next state over is Nevada, which was desolate for so long that they were doing nuclear tests, above-ground nuclear tests there. They were dropping bombs there so yeah well
0: they dropped the A-bomb didn't
1: they on uh, what was it Survival Town yeah yeah exactly so all that stuff that goes up in the air all the radiation it came downwind and like surely it's still in the air though so that's where you're getting your lights from and all your your weird like because they were they were reporting lights in the air weren't they and and beams yeah. coming up,
0: and it was widespread. It wasn't just Skinwalker Ranch; it was across the whole Uinta Basin.
1: Exactly, and it's so
0: yeah, that would make sense.
1: Pretty much downwind from Nevada. Yeah. So. Yeah. So th- th- that is, I mean, for me, I think that the the Shermans were just, I think I think they were just trying to sell us a, lot, a, a ruse there.
0: But that's a bit weird because, I mean, apparently afterwards, like, they didn't want anything to do with the press. Like, they only apparently went to the press so that they could basically sell the land quick and GTFO. But um, they've, like, never had any interviews or anything since. And they sold the land for an obscenely low amount of money, which kind of is a bit odd to me. If you were doing it, like like Amityville style you would want to sell you'd be like oh yeah this land like you want to do experiments on here okay give me like 1.5 mil you wouldn't be like here yeah I'll take 200 grand and what?
1: The only thing that I can actually think about right in regards to that is because of who bought it from them and and it was bought, so the Sherman sold it, and it was bought by Robert Bigelow, who is a billionaire. He, he made his money in real estate, and the only reason he got into real estate and the only reason he wanted to make money was because he wanted to explore space. He wanted to go into aviation, space, av- space aviation. He wanted to explore the possibility of life on other planets uh he he wants to put an inflatable space hotel in orbit in <laughs> 2022 so the only reason i can think of of them selling it for that amount of money is that they put a clause in and when when you find something you give us x amount Do you reckon? yeah because i'm sorry If if a portal opened up in the middle of your farm and you could see blue sky, you'd go, ooh, has anyone got a camera? (laughs) Yes. Do you know what I mean? And if you didn't have a camera, you'd go, ooh, cows are going to fall in that. I better fence it off.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Or you might be inclined to, like, have a venture in.
1: Yeah, well, exactly, get a cow, push it in
0: at the well I mean that's as cruel I'd probably have a little go and get a backpack some water some crisps and a snickers bar and just jump in just see get,
1: where it takes you yeah. just get your youngest uh, there you go <laughs> okay. there's there's a, there's a 3210 give us a ring if, if it's got if it's got service uh, but yeah I mean you'd go to the authorities you'd tell someone not a high school Whatever you 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 go through the proper channels. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but
0: that's a lot of pressure on that high school teacher as well. I know. I bet
1: he's like, oh
0: god, i don't want to teach wrestling. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, what you want me to save you from faceless creatures looking in at your kids through the windows? Like, what the hell do you want me to do with this?
1: Yeah, I think I think that's the only reason. I think maybe there's. There was a lot of stuff, the history of it came and then Robert Bigelow got interested and they kind of went, hmm, you know what, we'll put a clause in it. Like like the previous owners had a clause on don't dig on the land, they may have Why a do you clause think that was? of when you sell it, we get X amount.
0: Why do you reckon they weren't allowed to dig? Because that's a lot of land to just go. You you can't dig it. Well, what about if I want to put another fence up? Because What about them, if I need a conservatory?
1: I don't. I don't think they meant surface digging. Because obviously, Dave, they've, they've built stuff there that have got foundations. I just think they mean kind of like well digging. Well digging, like oil, and or going down a certain amount of f- feet, kind of thing.
0: But why? I mean, I. T-
1: the only re- well, the lad in his blue jumpsuit. Uh, <laughs> he
0: lives down there at his house.
1: Right, come on, He'll
0: come through his ceiling.
1: <laughs> Working nights, right? Don't 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 be keeping me up. Uh, I mean, I'd, maybe again, just with it being downwind of Nevada, maybe it's just been. I don't know, because it was still a working... Like, before the Shermans had it, it was a working ranch. There was people in the homesteads there who were working the land. Yeah. So even... And the bombs were going off in the 50s, and it was a ranch in the 50s. So it wouldn't be the radiation
0: so they said that they heard sound underground rumblings explosions and which you know could be mines it could be mine fires i guess and stuff like that but machinery sounds underground
1: unless i mean it's in utah unless it's the mormons that are building a super church underground i mean i have no idea <laughs> why uh, is
0: that your first go to it's got to be the mormons building a super church underground
1: utah i mean <laughs>
0: I mean, could could it not be a secret government base underground that's always been there? It,
1: it, without a shadow of a doubt. But then, when when was it there from? This is true. Wait a minute. Where's Area Fifty One? That's in Nevada, isn't it? Yeah. Maybe there's another one in Utah. I don't. I've not heard much. Like that's the only thing I know about Utah. Much to my detriment, I do apologize. Uh, that I only know it's 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 where. Mormons live,
0: <laughs> and skinwalkers roam free.
1: Yeah, uh, I can't Because really... when Robert
0: Bigelow, when he bought the land, he like he he got some government funding, like you say. Mm. But then they were proper proper hush hush. They weren't. They all had to sign NDAs. They weren't allowed to talk about what was going on. Nobody ever found out what they found. Which either says to me that they found something. Really, really intense. That is like world changing, or they found f*** all.
1: Atlantis.
0: <laughs> they found Atlantis. <laughs>
1: found it it's in the oh. middle of the North America. Not even near. Not even near the ocean.
0: Uh Hitler was barking up the wrong tree. Oh, Sally,
1: he... he's, he's mad. Huh? <laughs> not even Aryan. Uh... <laughs> yeah, unless unless it was a. <sighs> World War Two underground bunker kind of thing, and there was a statue statute of limitations on it. That's why Bigelow has all his stuff is classified or it's locked away. And now maybe that's why we've got this new documentary.
0: Possibly, yeah. Because uh, Brandon Frugal, Brandon Fugle, sorry, never actually mentioned why this information was classified and why now suddenly they can do whatever they want did he
1: yeah it's just really weird that because he, he does and he loves harping on about that for the big low all all their research is classified uh, yeah he loves it he loves he loves going on that doesn't he uh i know it's like then, Mate, you've
0: already sold me the program i'm watching it right now
1: <laughs> yeah but then he can he can quite be on camera next to the radiation filled mines kind of thing maybe maybe that's the only thing that you could that actually kind of would make sense because obviously it was bought in 2016 and then it took 4 years for him to come forward and announce that he was the owner so maybe it's just a time thing and there is something down there they were maybe the government was doing something down there, tests down there. Maybe it's got a, a crazy bedrock uh, and they were just bouncing radiation off there.
0: Well, one of the guys did get a radiation burn, didn't he, on his hand? They like they were exploring the homestead and they came across this, what used to be a well, um, and he kind of got near it and he did get a radiation burn on his hand and he had to go to hospital for it. Yeah. So there is radiation there.
1: Yeah. Uh, that was the thing with the other guy's head, weren't it? He oh, actually... God,
0: they never stopped going on about that, didn't they? It's like, yes, Tom had swelling on the brain. How many times are you going to tell us? We know.
1: He didn't have swelling on the brain, though. He had swelling on his scalp. Uh, come on. It's not it's not your actual brain, it's your scalp. So Could have
0: been a big spot.
1: Yeah, it could have been. could have just been a, a nap bite. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, I... I... I don't know. Something's suspect about it. There's a lot of things that I do, I'm not buying with the with the Shermans because yeah. it was working ranch for what sixty, seventy years before they took over it, and then eighteen months later they went ah no yeah, and the fact that the fact that they sold it for two hundred thousand yet yeah, big ten years later. Uh, 20 years later, excuse me, sold it for 4.5 million.
0: Yeah, that's quite a difference, really.
1: Indeed. I mean, I know inflation and market prices and, and this, that, and the other. But, no, I'm sorry. 4.5 million. That's uh, that's crazy. And to be honest with you, like, in 2017, Skinwalker Ranch was actually filed for trademark.
0: <laughs> oh, I wonder if it's going to be like a spooky attraction.
1: So this is the thing as well, because as soon as as soon as Brandon Fugel bought it, two thousand and sixteen, he cut all access off to it. He cut the roadways. He put armed guards on the gate, barbed wired all the way around it, uh, and had armed guards dragon. I was going to say, ain't
0: no bitches getting past dragon.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, what's that behind you? <laughs> uh,
0: he was a bit of a dick.
1: Yeah, uh, but yeah, that—that's. See, these are the things that are just like red flags to me. That it's ju- it just—it true doesn't seem they're just in the four years that they've had ownership of it, and and the holding company that they bought it with was called Adana- Adamantium. It's Wolverine's
0: claws.
1: (laughs) It's like, oh, come on now.
0: Okay, so maybe then... I forgot about that, you know. So maybe, because adamantium's pretty rare, maybe there's an adamantium mine on the ranch that belongs to somebody else who doesn't want to be named and they don't want any digging because ain't nobody going to be rich except for the person who owns it, right?
1: Yeah, but it's... 2020, we don't need this. We don't need Wolverine fucking walking up the road now, really. Just... Me, I
0: always wanted an Adamantium vest. I want to be just like my Final Fantasy Online character, damn it.
1: Yeah, but it's like, let's let's get over corona first and have a year off of, of like, where we can go out to the pub rather than having, like, Wolverine and goddamn Deadpool fighting... Mate, uh, if I ever streets. come visit
0: you to the pub I'm going to need an adamantium vest
1: <laughs> Well, I know, but still <laughs> i never leave home without it Adamantium, <laughs> you need vibranium, I tell you uh, <laughs> Jesus We we all, we all rep uh, Wakanda around here, I tell you Uh <laughs>
0: I never leave anywhere without my Mythful
1: vest <clears throat> yeah, yeah. <laughs> just keep I keep stinging my back pocket just in case you know it kicks off like, oh, he's glowing he starts around glowing him.
0: blue fuck it I'm in Manchester <laughs> but no it is very suspicious it does sound a little bit like he's planning on building some sort of like not theme park but do you know what I mean theme park
1: that's it as well. And the the scientists that they've got... If you've not seen it, by the way, there is a documentary on the History Channel uh, about Walker Ranch. It is quite good. Uh, they do actually use quite scientific methods to try and discover nothing. Uh, be- Only
0: trust Travis. Don't trust anybody else. Only Travis.
1: But the scientists that they've got seem quite... It just seems it. It's basically I've said this before, but it's 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 a cross between The Apprentice and The Office, and <laughs> it's 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 a reality show. So they're kind of half scripted anyway. But you just look at it, and there's some bits that you go, "Oh yeah," and then you just have in I. Like, <laughs> white in the corner or something and he's just going oh and he's got his staplers in jelly and you're going oh I just can't <laughs> believe it it's like when he pulls out that, that magnet at the end of it at the end of the first episode and he goes oh you'll know what this is as soon as you open the box and then at the beginning of the next episode the guy's looking at it going what's that <laughs>
0: <laughs> <He> Yeah,
1: clearly <laughs> doesn't know what it is he goes
0: ah, I thought you were a scientist <laughs> yeah
1: it's, it's magnet oh okay <laughs> well, why well, have you got a magnet it's just I know it. It, was
0: a, it was
1: a bit of a underwhelming cliffhanger yeah, that, yeah but it's, 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 it's quite interesting in the scientific methods that they're going about it but I, I genuinely don't think, I say that and then the the main guy in it said uh, I think it's a, a, a black hole or oh, a wormhole he said yeah he thought there was a wormhole uh, in <laughs> underneath the uh, the basin.
0: Did you read the Did you read the story about the? I think I think they were Bigelow's men. I think they worked for NIDS actually. There was two scientists, and they were standing um, on the bluff, right? And they were looking down like 150 feet down, and they see this expanding yellow light, and they were like, "Oh, what's that? That's weird." and it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and one of the guys, because they've got these all this equipment set up with them, and one of the guys is like, hey, let's have a look through the infrared camera, and they point the infrared camera at it, and it's this big black portal, and this black creature, like all they can see is a torso, is trying to pull its way, climbing its way out of the portal. It climbs out of the portal, does a runner, The portal closes up immediately and the guy who's not looking through the infrared, probably because he's shit scared, is just watching this yellow light get smaller and smaller and smaller until it disappears.
1: So you're saying, (laughs) like, Cthulhu climbed out of the goddamn portal and they they didn't watch where it went?
0: Basically, yeah. I I feel like if if it was a real thing, you could probably talk to these guys in... The biggest institute in America for psychiatric help.
1: Yeah, they'd be, they'd be sat next to Goddammit Gein and... Uh...
0: Yeah. You'd be fucking traumatised. I would be... I would never get over that. I'll be in a padded room, straightjacket. I just... I could... That That's, that's trauma. You just don't... you like, oh, that's interesting. Should we try and just debunk it, maybe? No? You just...
1: I'm what? jammed. What? Ha- what? So there was the there was these t- two guys looking at this basically thing, and they went, "Oh, it's a light." Let's have a look on the infrared. And then Cthulhu starts crawling out of it, and they yeah. go, "They're just looking at it, going standard innit?
0: Yeah. And like, I- oh, what's that? That's interesting. Nobody thought it to hit fucking record, or maybe they did hit record, but it's classified. Never yeah, but then never how do we know record. the story? well i mean good point maybe i mean you can't erase memories or can you uh maybe it's the scientists are just like "Ah, no one's going to believe us anyway but we weren't allowed to take the tape so you just have to take our word for it
1: oh imagine that imagine they'd actually seen it and they told everyone and everyone just went they're mental right
0: (laughs) no you didn't
1: (laughs) why are you lying don't
0: lie (laughs)
1: It's only a dinner party Come on, I mean You've met the president, you could say that story But no, you come up with Cthulhu, bloody hell We're leaving, get your bag
0: (laughs) And their wives were always just like There's a reason that none of our friends invite us to any more dinner parties It's because of you and your crazy ass stories No mentioning aliens or portals
1: And then in about 20 years time The Freedom of Information Act will all go They were right and they'll be yeah. in a padded cell going, I told you, I told you.
0: And we'll be having nightmares.
1: Yeah. That's and, the in, stuff
0: of nightmares. The, the things, things like this,
1: I'd have to see it myself. Do you know, I'd have to witness it. Some, not, not something like that, but Skinwalker Ranch as a whole. I'd have to see the lights and be there and have the feelings that these people are claiming to have uh I don't think as a, as a as when you watch it on the documentary or or you read it, I think it's very easy to to say no that that's that's not happened that's scripted. If you were there, it'd probably be different, but for me myself I I'd have to go through it. I, I there's no other way that I can just go. Yeah that, that's that's legit, you know.
0: Yeah, like the lights in the skies and, and stuff. Like there was, um, I think I think it was a video. I think I actually showed it in the documentary where there's this like a beam of light that's just shooting up across the sky, like a like a like a bat signal kind mm. of thing. Um, and they're like, we don't know where this light's coming from, and and we can only see it through infrared. We can't see it with our own eyes. And they like point the camera, and they can see you can see the light beam, but you can't see it when you it's not looking through the infrared. Could, is that not could that not be like something to do with the electromagnetic field is it not something along the lines? Of, I mean, like exactly the aurora, aurora, the Northern Lights.
1: Yeah, but there's and there's so much radiation in that area as well mm-hmm. because it's because of they were they they were letting off atomic bombs like yeah hundred miles down the road, so it has. Do you know what I mean? So that whole area, not even just the basin, but Utah, Nevada like going further into into LA and California, there's radiation fallout from it. That's yeah. going to play with, I'm not a scientist and I'm just guessing, but I would say that would have an effect on the electromagnetic scale, the spectrum of it, and Especially how light is reflected.
0: Yeah, it might be keep bouncing off the walls of the basin, with it being bowl shaped, you know.
1: Exactly. That's. There's so many. There's so many ways that you could actually describe it. And the guy on the the, the thing, on the the documentary that they've got in, he's he's kind of he's an astrophysicist as well. So surely he could be coming up with the reasons of what it could be, rather than what it isn't. Like, why don't you go for hmm? There is, there has been radiation. There has been nuclear tests around here, so there's going to be radiation. So let's look at that rather than just go straight for it's a wormhole. There must be an interdimensional (laughs) wormhole here.
0: Bit of a jump, yeah. Yeah,
1: come on, use science rather than non-science. Science that hasn't been proved. Use what's been proved, and then if you can't decipher it that way, then you go. Okay, well, we've done it that way. Let's have a look at interdimensional wormholes and how they could work. <laughs> Genuinely, I'd love to believe it. Like, cattle mutilations happen, like, everywhere. And it's... There's, there's no one reason. No one's ever gone. This is the reason why it is. It's still unknown why like, cattle mutilations go on. They've happened at the ranch. Uh, cattle disappearances—you can put that down to animals, maybe. But cattle mutilations, where the eyes have gone, only the parts of them have gone. That is.
0: There's one. There's, there's some of them that look like they've just been flat out cored, like like an apple core kind of thing, straight <laughs> through them.
1: Like, yeah. yeah, there's one. There's one. Uh, or, or kind of the first one that kind of brought them to prominence. Uh first reported one. I can't remember what it was called, but it was uh, a horse that had its neck and its head slayed of all its skin. Uh, so from the neck down, it had all its skin. Didn't have no. any bits and pieces because they took them, but it was just skeleton from the neck up. Uh so that's weird, and there was no footsteps yeah. around it, not even its own footsteps for a hundred meters around the actual corpse. Uh, that is weird. So that that is weird. like cattle mutilations are weird and I do I'm not gonna say I like them, but they do pique my interest. Uh, yeah and no one's categorically stated this is the reason why they happen. Uh, and for it for even people going oh it's satanic worshippers... It, they happen far too often and far too quickly yeah
0: they're, and they're always completely drained of blood and there's no blood around the body
1: there's there's no evidence around it so it's that is something that's a bit hmm so and that happens on skinwalker ranch which is weird obviously with the big dog uh, that's weird but why are they stroking it Uh no idea. Lights, I mean you can kind of say it's radiation and the dead deadlocks on both sides of the doors, it's just weird people. I mean,
0: they they were they or they had been living with other people on the ranch, hadn't they? Maybe the other people were kleptos
1: that's it as well it wasn't it wasn't just one family they kind of one family owned the ranch but they hired out like little lots of it so you could farm your own kind of lots There was more than there was one two three four five homesteads or whatever it it, it kind of was so there you basically did have strangers on your land uh and in in the time obviously pre- well, the '80s were wild, so never mind any time before that. Like, you know what I mean? You had to have deadbolts and God knows uh, what else, grenades ready. Just I mean, in you're case. like
0: just just coming out of like the Wild West era, kind of when the first families moved in. So uh, you could just shoot somebody, rob them, and just get away with it. Ride away into the sunset on your horse.
1: That's it, and no one, no one, no one would bat an eyelid. Uh, and yeah. even even if someone did, you just say they pulled a gun on me first. And it, yeah. it, 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 what's who's to believe you? So,
0: so maybe it was just protection.
1: Yeah. So, so there are some things there that you go hmm, maybe, but it's something that, you, for me, I'd have to see it to believe it to, to witness it to yeah. kind of go. Yeah, now you're making sense. Uh, uh, like, like like I said in that in the in the documentary, there is one instance where you do see something. Uh, I think it's a, the the fifth or the sixth one, and it's night vision, and there's something. There's a light going from the ground up into the sky, and it is yeah. a bit ooh, mm-hmm. but again, it could be. It could be explained away by someone who knew thermodynamics or physics or just as someone watching it, you go, wow. But you just... I'd have to be there on that ranch to kind of see it rather than... Especially with the money that's been thrown around and it's classified and there's too many red flags on this one for me.
0: Sounds to me like a government... um... Testing facility. Something that kind of like Area Fifty One, but we all know Area Fifty One's good. It's, it's just a bunch of pencil pushers. The real stuff happens elsewhere, but they want everyone to think that it's at Area Fifty One because it means that people aren't hijacking the where the real stuff's going on. I think it's what that, it's that kind of thing.
1: That's it. It's, it's probably. I mean, to be honest with you, we all know about Area Fifty One, but how many Area Fifty One As are there? You know that we don't know about that, uh, and the amount of barren land that's in America, that's in the the mid north, the, the 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 midwest kind of thing, going over from Nevada, Utah, Ohio, all the way through that kind of place. There's so many swathes of land that, mm, un, well, not un, well, yeah, hundred years ago the government could have gone, especially during during the war. You know. After they took on all the scientists, let's use quote marks there, from Germany. <laughs> uh, they took on all them scientists and they had them working on the A-bomb and, and all these things, you know. They could be still yeah. doing it today. and, and mm-hmm. Area 51A, area B, C, D. But we just don't know about it.
0: Shall we go? Shall we go to Skinwalker Ranch, and we'll meet Dragon at the gate, and you can sweet talk him so that we he let us in.
1: I, I I I wouldn't sweet talk him, but I'd love to go. I'd, uh... <laughs> we'll probably have this conversation in about a year, and it'll be like like two hundred dollar entrance fee because they've turned <laughs> it into a resort.
0: <laughs> Do you remember when we were we when we were like theorizing about Skinwalker Ranch? Now you can just go. It's like thirty nine quid or something.
1: <laughs> Come see the sights. Come see the bright lights.
0: It's part of Two Swords with Alton Towers.
1: Indeed, yeah. How about Disney will own it as well? Uh, <laughs> they ruin everything, don't they?
0: I would like to believe it, and there are some odd things, but on a whole, um, I think that there's a lot of science that can explain it. Um, yeah, the Wendigo, I totally want to be real. But yeah, on the whole, I think it's just a load of superstition and a load of... Maybe... maybe... Psycho- psychosis induced by radiation poisoning.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, the way the Wendigo for me will always be, uh, I mean, probably shouldn't really say it because it's it's probably being horrible to uh uh, the native american beliefs but the wendigo for me will always be that the last few pages of pert cemetery and (laughs) it's so scary and i'd love to actually believe that there's something in the forest out there that that has a a kind of spiritual uh a spiritual kind of touch with the seasons and it knows when there's going to be a famine and maybe it's going to, it knows when it's going to pick its time kind of thing. I'd love to kind of believe in that, in that stuff. But I think it is, uh, was, is, was a mental condition that just wasn't understood by the people at the time. And, and it was just a ploy by, well, Jack, especially Jack Fiddler, that was just deployed by the, the Canadian government to take their land uh, Skinwalker Ranch is again, I'd love for, I mean, to be honest with you, there's got to be something out there that can't just be us in the universe, because yeah. wow, that's depressing Uh Get it though? <laughs> th- there's, there's really got to be Something else out there. We can't be the only anomaly in this universe. But saying they went to Utah and they're just hanging out there, I I, I can't. I'm not. I'm not believing that at all. <laughs> uh, I think. I think like you. I think it's just some kind of radiation stuff. Maybe there's an area 51 A down there. And it's a statue of limitations kind of thing, and then I think they'll get as much tease out of this as they can.
0: Well, to be fair, they did say um, originally a, a video that I watched had said that the most of the dark occurrences seem to have happened in and around the mines, which they never went into. They they never entered the mines, so I think season two is supposed to, is supposed to be. Looking, del- uh, delving deeper into that. So maybe they'll go into the mines and maybe it'll be like the descent and they all get eaten.
1: <laughs> Here's hoping. Uh...
0: <laughs> Here's hoping Dragon gets As eaten.
1: long as Dragon goes first, that's all, that's yeah. all that matters. Uh... Definitely. <laughs> right. So. so...
0: Halloween.
1: <laughs> yeah, indeed. So that is our Halloween uh, special. It. It's not as scary as it should be, but it is if you actually put some thought into it and, and kind of uh if you were in them places at the time. Uh but yeah, so that has been the MO podcast with me, Zan and I, I hope you all have a lovely Halloween, and if you don't celebrate it, then bye. Bye. Uh Wayne North's just a bloke and a sheet.